It's Light the Tower, your daily look around the world of sports. With Hall of Fame broadcaster and voice of the Texas Longhorns, Craig Way, and Horns 24-7 insider, Jeff Howe. On your live, local, and independent home for sports talk in Austin, the Horn. Second hour of Light the Tower here on the Horn. Craig Way, Jeff Howe with you. Cam Park, our producer, alongside. Glad to have you with us. Glad to be back. And uh, business as usual. <laughs> we go uh, go back to work. And uh, I heard somebody call into the Blitz and say to Bucky and Aaron, glad you're back from load management. Yeah, it was a load management day. Little load ma- Speaking of load management, did you guys watch NBA last night? Did you watch? Cam's, I did. Uh, I, missed, uh, I missed Heat uh, Knicks. Knicks. I watched most of Lakers uh, Warriors. What a compelling fourth quarter that was! Uh, Lonnie I, Walker the fourth. I was going to say S show based on about the last eleven seconds, but yeah, that's one that way was kind of messy. But uh, but but really, the fourth quarter, Lonnie Walker the fourth. At one time, Austin spurred Austin Toro. Uh, Fifteen fourth quarter points. That was funny when. Look, I, I I'm going to say this. I you've heard me say. Many times that I feel that one of the greatest assets and one of the greatest detriments sometimes to televised sports is the producer. Because the producer is making the call on a lot of things and sometimes it just has you scratching your head. Now I know why the producer in that Lakers game when the game ended said, get LeBron, get LeBron. When in doubt, get LeBron. He had 27 points in the game. But LeBron wasn't the story of the game. The story of the game is Lonnie Walker the fourth. The Lakers are down seven going into the fourth quarter, and Walker has 15 fourth-quarter points, made some gigantic shots there. And so when the interview was going on with uh, LeBron, he says, let me, let me ask you about this, and he goes, he goes, two other things I want to ask about. Two guys. He goes, you better be talking about Lonnie Walker. He goes, because he's the story. That LeBron said that, and he was. Chris Haynes was really excited, and I really yeah. thought we were about to get uh, almost like a Scoops Callahan, Phil Mickelson moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where I thought the first words out of LeBron's mouth were going to be, why are you yelling? You're a foot from me. <laughs> it was, was kind of almost Ahmad Rashad Michael Jordan-esque. In those yeah, but that of, was more like uh, that was just those because those guys were legit friends. So that was more mm-hmm. like playful, playful banter. Yeah, yeah, and that's fine. But you know, get, you, you would want some reasonable conversation in an interview. Like no, that. knowing what we know now about Michael Jordan, he he seems like a guy that's really hard to be friends with. Uh, I would imagine he would be. I would imagine like he, he and Charles Barkley don't talk anymore. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and uh, CB uh, linked it. To, I, I'm sure you saw the tweet as well. And I and I listened to it. Charles Barkley talking about why he never listens to games on the radio. Mm-hmm. I think it's the stupidest thing around. He talks about he doesn't. And Ernie Johnson is just flummoxed. They're on a <laughs> podcast, and, and he's like, "You what? You don't listen to games?" He goes, "I watch it on television." He goes, "Well, sometimes that you don't have access to." And he goes, "I think it's just stupid. Why would you want to listen to the game?" He's like. <laughs> Don't you 
don't you want to find out? And then they get into this whole thing about uh, social media, and I don't want to read all these dumb comments. And Ernie's like, you don't have to read them all, you know. So they were they were going through that. But he said, I've been. He said he turns to the guys uh, with their uh, NHL coverage on TNT who was doing the podcast, and he says, you know, you work with a guy. For years and years, and you still learn stuff about it because I never knew this about him. He doesn't listen to games on the radio because he didn't he didn't like what he was. Yeah, I mean, I don't uh, I don't read everything like on the Specs text line, but I I don't have to read it, but I do, good yeah. or bad. Yeah, like this text we got that said, Jeff, you just get whinier by the day. Why be such an ass? <laughs> we should go back to Gerald. <laughs> See now, Harry's trying to get in your kitchen with the Gerald thing. I still do think we... Do I get whinier by the day? It depends on the topic. No, I'm just kidding with you. You know, I uh, I still think... I do think we should... Maybe get with the sales staff. I do think we should do a show from Gerald. Why? Yeah, see? That's why. Just that. Right there. What you just said. Right there. <laughs> that's that's why. Uh, uh, somebody said, I kind of agree. Whining. <laughs> Uh, glad you guys are back as close to falling on a samurai sword listening to hockey talk hey nothing wrong with some hockey talk there listen key game tonight for the dallas stars cam can't fall behind 3-1 to the kraken hopefully haskinen will be ready to play because he took one you see that shot to the face oh yeah that was tough without him i mean it was a it was a 0-0 game when he got hit and when he went out that was it for Dallas. A lot of people giving Ottinger a lot of crap, but I think Haskin and being out really changed the game. I'm agree- in agreement with you there. I did think that Jake gave up a couple of soft goals. Yes. I did. I, I was I was kind of surprised by it. But it does happen. I mean, the team I root for, Carolina, looked fabulous in the first two mm-hmm. games, and they looked like doo-doo in, uh, against It's amazing sometimes how home ice can or or doesn't affect the series it clearly to this point doesn't look like it has any effect one way or the other in the dallas seattle series yeah damn but, looks like i have gotten whiny based on the feedback feeding the they're feeding the monster now folks are saying that cb says uh jack nicholson has been at the lakers games he has after not being seen for a very long time it's good to see jack there i don't know what kind of Mental or physical condition he's in, but he's at the games. I've uh, seen him there at the game, so it's it's been good. I know he's won Academy him. Awards for other movies, but to yeah. me, Jack Nicholson will always be the Joker. Oh, because he, he haunted my nightmares as a kid. Did he really, dude? Yeah, that was. It's Jack Nicholson as the Joker still at thirty nine still creeps me out a little bit. Where does he get those wonderful? Toys? I think it's the. I think it's the. the just the smile, yeah. mm-hmm. the way the the, the way they yeah. constructed his face, and the laugh. Nicholson's Joker laugh is the best Joker laugh anybody's had. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, it was it, it was good. I think the best portrayal of the Joker was um, Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger. I think he had the best. He the much more psychopathic Joker. Yeah, you know. But uh, Jack Nicholson, in terms of the character of it, and given it was the first Batman movie. Then I, I thought he did it really well. Mm-hmm. I like that moment where the guy starts to pull the gun. He pulls the other. His guys pull the gun. He goes, better be sure. Never rub another man's rhubarb. You know. Then he, he shakes uh, the one guy and it electrocutes him. I'm glad you're dead. <laughs> 
So, yeah, there's some great lines. I wore out that VHS tape when I was a kid. I loved that first Batman movie. Yeah. You know where I saw that movie? I was covering Dallas Cowboys. Somewhere off of Harry Hines. No, no. I was covering Dallas Cowboys training camp in Sherman Thousand Oaks. Oaks, California. Thousand Oaks, Sherman Oaks. Thousand Oaks, California. Sherman Oaks is near, in really in town. Thousand Oaks is more. One of those Oaks. Yeah, uh, at, a, at a theater. That's that's where I, I saw that one. Uh, it was, did you go with any of your media colleagues? Uh, Jay Howard, who at one time was the voice of the Spurs for, for many years, and uh, Bill Shoney took his place, and uh, Jay was doing a talk show out there. He and I went, and we had one other guy go with us as well. So, yeah, that's where I saw that first Batman movie back in uh, 1989. I've always been whiny, but markedly more lately. 100% about my attitude. Damn. Why didn't y'all tell me it was getting this bad? (laughs) Somebody said that. Craig's saying they look like doo-doo just made my day. What is it you said you used to? Because we had in a promo about doo-doo. No, you said I had to go pot, pot, pot. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. CB likes Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. So he's right there with Ledger's. Okay. All right. Uh, all right. Uh, Jeff, who was a better spur? Tim Duncan or Lonnie Walker? <laughs> uh, there you go. See, it's good to be back. It's good to have people back with us and, and talking about that stuff. Uh, <laughs> well, thanks for telling me, I guess. I'll uh, see if I can fix that. Yeah. You know, just like we made the comment to, uh, was it? Gringo, and he said he was going to work on being a better yeah. guy, right? Where is Bel- Belton Gringo heading text of the show today? Yeah. I'm kind of worried now. Yeah. Hopefully he's We've okay. heard from Chief Cantu, Jim and Lago Vista, some of our yes. usual texters. Yes, absolutely. You know, somebody said, no hard feelings, Jeff. No, I got to work on that, stuff. man. I can't, I can't be a, I can't be a whiny ass. As somebody maybe correctly put it, so <laughs> seriously, I'm not joking. I got to work on that. Okay, all right, all right. That's that's D- dude. This this business and this beat, man. It'll it'll turn you cynical real quick. It will, and that's why you know you should take Mac Brown's advice. <laughs> you know, that, don't be sensitive. Don't be don't be sensitive, Jeff. It's one thing when you get that advice, uh, you know, in passing, like in the the royal, you gets it. It's yeah, not, it's another thing when you walk into Mac's office and that's the first thing he says to you. It's that did happen once. What's that? Don't be sensitive. Don't be sensitive. <laughs> it's, he asked me a question, then before I could answer the question, it was, I got one of those. He asked me, uh, Jeff, did you fire me today? And before I could answer anything, he was like, oh, don't be sensitive. <laughs> That's that, I think it was at that point I said, I'm like, well, it's only 1030. So. That's what you should have said. The day's young, <laughs> you know. And we, uh, we had a nice chuckle about it. He wasn't, can I, I actually, yeah, it's 11, 19. We got time. Can I, I can tell the story because he's not the coach anymore. I got to know. No, but you're going to see him in uh, in July at coaching school. I told you about that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I got a note that uh, from somebody in the football complex that Mac was not happy. It was right after the, the his last year, the Oklahoma State game that they lost at home, which was his worst home loss as head coach Yeah, in terms of margin of defeat. Uh it wasn't that I wrote about the loss. It was that my the lead in my column was how Leonard Fournette was on his official visit and fell asleep in the stands, which he was. He and was, was asleep. Mm-hmm. I was looked at him. I'm like, well, Leonard Fournette must have had a long night last night. And this was like early in the first quarter. And I look over into the first quarter. I'm like, he's still uh, head down right there. And then I look up almost half time. I'm like, dude, he's asleep. 
he is out cold. That's probably, probably what I know. Like, well, take your chances to get RB1 in the country. Probably just went down significantly if yeah. he's asleep during the game. Yeah. Can't be good. Or yeah. maybe it actually could have enhanced it depending on what happened the night before that forced him to sleep. But, yeah, Mac wasn't, uh, Mac wasn't too happy with me about that. <laughs> okay. As I was told the following day. Somebody said, Jeff, stop whining about being a whiny. There you go. <laughs> you got this. Uh, his being a whiny ass is what makes the show. <laughs> you got a hard job. No no lie. Uh, somebody said, uh, Lonnie Walker, APD number one says, Lonnie Walker leaps and bounds better as a Laker. Yeah. Well, he played well yeah, in fourth quarter. And I thought, what was it? Uh, Stan Van Gundy was doing what was the analyst last night, I believe, on the telecast uh, with our good friend and uh, – uh, Georgetown native Brian Anderson on the call. And he was saying to B.A. that um, that coaches are always watching what you're doing, even in a 30-point blowout. <laughs> when when yeah. when he got into the game, they were watching his effort and how he's doing. So he got a few more minutes in the Laker blowout win, and then he got some more minutes in the other in Lone Bowl. And, and what LeBron said about him, he said, I told him. You're going to impact this series. You're going to have an impact on this series. Be ready. How often have we heard guys say that in team sports? Be ready for your opportunity when it comes. I, I remember, you know, uh, the last time I heard, <clears throat> excuse me, the last time I heard that was from Chris Ogden uh, in the locker room. This was before, yeah, it was between the Colgate game and the Penn State game, mm-hmm. and he said, you know. Dylan DeSue was playing well, and he said, look, he's like, we're going to need everybody. He said, there's going to come a point we're going to need Dylan Mitchell to make plays for us to advance far in this tournament. We're going to need Christian Bishop and Brock Cunningham and maybe mm-hmm. Alex Anamekwe. And you can look to that run through the Sweet 16. There were moments, even though they may, they might have been small, uh, Arterio Morris, whoever it was, there might have been small little segments, but you can point to to times where it's like, oh, yeah, that guy had a really good – uh, the one that I think about was oh, it was Christian Bishop against uh, I want to say was it Xavier maybe when DeSue went out and he had yeah. like there was like an eight minute stretch where he was just a maniac yeah. on the floor and it's stuff like that 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 helps you win yeah you know I think about I go back to the um, the Last Dance Bulls one of the uh, one of the things I think about in terms of guys that are seldom used yeah guys that you know you never know when your turn's gonna come up. There was uh, the game six where they beat Portland to close it out, the closeout game. They got some some critical bench minutes from Bobby Hansen in mm-hmm. that game, who hardly ever played, was at the end of his career at that point, but he came off the bench, hit a couple of really big threes, and then Jordan gets back in and takes over. But you never know, man. You never know. Yeah, that's true. You, you have to be ready for your opportunity. CB said, who was the running back Mac was recruiting in Florida when we're Dalvin his Cook. future? Dalvin yeah. Cook. Or swirling around. And CB, let me let me see if I can strain out a couple of things on here. Uh, he said, I still can't believe Bucky and Aaron were going to have Mac on every week in 2000. Texas loses to Stanford. He doesn't do it, so the guys let Bob Stoops do a weekly visit. That is gigantically exaggerated. <laughs> First of all, Mac wasn't going to be on with him every week because what was, he was supposed to be on uh, with me and Bill Shoning from UR Cooks. And then that ended up getting redirected. I still, I still want to know about the. It's you are cook sounds like a pretty badass place. It was, it was pretty cool back in the day. Yeah, uh, and, and so he was going to be on. And then, in this, was it a BYOB establishment? 
No. Okay. No, it was not. And and then and he said, and the guys get Bob Stoops to do a weekly. But Bob Stoops was not on with him every week during 2000. Bobby Jack Wright was on with him every week. He got Bob a couple of times. Bob Stoops was not on with him every week. I know that for a fact. I know that also from the uh, the Oklahoma people as well. Bob Stoops didn't even do his regular radio thing every week other than the one deal he did with uh, the late Bob Barry. That was it. Uh, that, was, he, that was a TV deal, right? Yes. Yeah. And so, yeah, Bob Stoops was not on with him every week. Bobby Jack Wright was. Uh, Bob was on a couple of times on that deal. I know that for a fact through lots of other people who could go you know, uh, So there you go. You know, one thing I appreciate about uh, Sark does, he does uh, he does the Rewind show with Lowell. Does he do a pregame talk show now, or does he just do Rewind? He does. He does Longhorn Weekly, obviously. He does. He does Rewind. Is that and that's it. And then Longhorn Weekly, and then he'll do a thing on the field with them. Oh yeah, home before, and road. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so the reason why I bring that up is one old school thing that I I wish I'd you know been more cognizant of it going on. I caught a clip of Bear Bryant's talk show back in the day. Yeah, the one with the, uh, the golden, golden flake, flake potato, potato chips. chips, and was it like RC. RC was RC Cola. No, I think or? it was Coca Cola. Was it Coca Cola? Yeah. 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 Was, and it's Bear Bryant just sitting there munching on a bag of chips yeah. and drinking a Coke and walking you through the uh, walking you through the previous game. Absolutely. In the days of what we used to call the potted plant show, you know, you'd have the football helmet and a little plant sitting on the on the end table between the two. Uh, uh, chairs there, and they would say, oh, let's take a look at the highlights here, and there'll be this film, you know, and then he would point it out. The better one, though, I told you, was the was the Tom Landry show because they would review the film and it would stop, start it over and over again where you'd see the quarterback go like this. You say, here, we got caught on the trap, Brad. We were going we to send the trap in there, and then the linebacker shot more. Mm-hmm. See, here's me giving LHN credit for something, so mark this down. <laughs> and I love the people that work there. It's not their fault that that, you know, it's gone the way that it has. Uh, Overdrive was one of my favorite things. Yeah. Basically, what was it, like a, a, a one-hour condensed version of the game? People think I talk fast when I'm regular. Your <laughs> Overdrive, when it's going from one play to another, you'd say, is there not an analyst on these on these broadcasts? Is Craig going from one play to another off of that? But you could zip through and see a lot of the stuff that yeah. determined the game. Uh, you know, the announcing notwithstanding, it's, it's, it's a it's a Cliff Notes version of uh, of a game. Yeah. Uh, so so there's a couple of funny things here. Um, uh, Cooter says you are cooks had the perfect business model. Here come cook, come cook your own food, serve yourself, and we'll charge you like a real restaurant. Uh, he said, but the grilled bread was badass. Um, and uh, CB had said that uh, that it was that it was great. Brings back memories. Texas Alpha. Uh, now he's he's saying this. This is a quote. You are cooks for an extra three dollars. You can wash your own dishes. What what he's referring to is when we were over at the other place. The late great Sammy Allred was there. You are cooks was run by a really cool guy uh, named Andy Crone. His father is the one, and folks in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex will remember these, and there was one in uh, there was a brief one in Lakeline Mall for a while, and there was one out in Abilene uh, called Chelsea Street Pub. Mm-hmm. And there were there were some locations out. That's the first time I ever had nachos in the in the winter 
1979, I just come out to Texas. That was the first time you'd ever had nachos, period? Nachos weren't nachos were not at games back in the day, only in Texas. Oh, wow. You went to a major league game, there were no nachos. You go to Atlanta or New York or whatever like I did, there were no nachos there. My dad told me what nachos were when he was doing some business were stuff mesmerized? between North Carolina and Texas. It sounded weird. He said these chips with this hot cheese sauce, and I was like... Okay. So did the, the Frito pie cause your head to explode? Yeah, pretty much. So I, I get out of here. I get out of here, and my buddy Alex takes me, and we go to Chelsea Street Pub, and we get that big mound of nachos. And I don't know. I mean, there's jalapeno peppers on it. I take it, and Alex didn't say anything. And I put a big old scoop in my mouth, and I'm like, oh. So then I reach for a beer. That drink and put that on there. Not the best move. That's gas on a fire. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh! And uh, we had a teacher, uh, a, a professor at Northlake College, tell us three rules about what to drink when you're eating nachos. Don't drink water. Don't drink beer. Don't drink anything. That's <laughs> what this come to find out later. Milk, you know, as everybody said, on the hot pepper stuff is that kind of thing. But um, And Coach Scooby says, I remember the Chelsea Street pubs. Uh, they um, and uh, DFW. Remember those nachos too? It was good. They had one in Lake Line Mall for a while. Well, his son, uh, that the the elder Mister Cronin is the one who started the Chelsea Street Pubs. Mm-hmm. Uh, his son Andy had the UR Cooks restaurants, and the concept was: I know people say, "Yeah, you charge X or great model." Uh, Coming, you would come in and you would pick out the cut of meat you want. And then they would have these grill experts that would show you to make sure you didn't ruin your steak or whatever, how to do it. But the concept and the model was you're standing around the grill, having a good time, chat with people, enjoying a cocktail, that kind of thing. Yeah. And then you would kind of, you know, do your grill and then uh, on that, and, and then you go and sit down. So that's where we did. We had Mac on. We had Rick Barnes on. But we never – we didn't do a full season at that. Now, we did do Rick Barnes, one of the greatest lines he ever had was at UR Cooks his first season. Texas had started 0-4 and was 3-8 and at one point. And we had a show with him out at UR Cooks. And that first year he did it at UR Cooks, and then it went studio after that. But we had a live microphone for the audience. And there was a guy that stood up and questioned, and go, let's go over here to this guy. And we talked about that, how coaches don't. Nick Saban might be the only coach that still takes live questions yeah. during those deals. So a guy goes, yeah, um, uh, you know, I don't like the fact I don't like our guard play. Uh, I think we're I don't think we're defending well enough, uh, and we're not, and and I don't think we're sharing the ball enough on offense. And, and so I'm here to tell you, I just think we deserve a lot more for four hundred seventy five thousand dollars a year. And Rick Barnes looks at him and says, "Let me tell you something." The first thing you need to know is I make a lot more than four hundred seventy-five thousand dollars here, and everybody broke up. And then he goes, "And number two, you're exactly right. We got to do this. We got to do this." And he went along, and then they turn around, they go and they win the Big Twelve championship. Oh. But that's a memory of your cooks because that happened in that restaurant. I, I enjoy Rick a great deal. Yeah. All right. Coming up, uh, we'll have our Flex Thirty update, a second hour Longhorn notebook. When we continue, would like to tower on the horn one zero four nine one zero one nine AM twelve sixty. We're live, local, and digital on the Horn app at hornfm dot com. Craig Webb and Jeff Howe light the tower. It's us. We're back. 
Glad to have you with us here. How, f- how familiar are you, Craig, with Eminem's catalog? Vaguely. I mean, I know, you know, obviously the, the big hits. I- I'll be honest. Some of it doesn't age well. Yeah. In the year 2023. But yeah. there's still some good listens. Yeah. 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 Um, so... Uh, somebody asked, when did you guys describe what happened to your off-air issue? Uh, top of the show. Uh, top of the show. You want to listen to it there on the podcast page at hornfm.com. Somebody said, hey, I learned how to cook a great steak at UR Cooks. Big beers, too. It's That's true. where, you know, UR Cooks is the kind of place where it helps to have the overbearing friend that wants to. Everybody's got that one friend. For me, it's my brother. Yeah. They always, they want to cook the meat. They want to be the grill master. I mean, I can do it, but I'm not. It, it, it's not well, the you gotta have biggest the, thing every, in the world. But you, to me. you, you've got that one person that you know. Like if they're around, yeah. they they want to. They got to be the one to do it. They got to be the meat guy. Okay. They hmm. got to they got to man the grill. Uh, somebody else pointed Chelsea Street. Did remember them being in uh, Highland Mall and North Cross Mall? Two malls no longer in existence. Uh, it was also in uh, Lakeline. As, as you know, you know, Highland Mall had a bad reputation back in the day, and we used to always go to Highland Mall. That was just one of those things that was out of sight, out of mind for me. Like I just, I didn't know what I didn't know back then. Yeah. You know? So you went as a teenager. Oh, I'd go as a kid. Yeah. Yeah, that's where we'd go school clothes shopping was Highland Mall. Yeah. Like for me, mall. it was in North Carolina growing up as Four Seasons Mall in uh, Greensboro. If you didn't find what you needed at Wieners and Round Rock, you just go on down to Highland Mall. They probably have it there. There you go. All right, uh, let's. Uh, Let's roll to our Flex 30 update. Flex ATX for the best high school sports coverage. Listen to the horn and go to flxatx.com. Flex 30 is brought to you by Brain Vault. Brain Vault is a revolutionary and patented mouth guard that has been proven to help reduce the risk of concussion. Visit brainvault.com and join the movement. All right. Yes. Uh, Craig and Cam, you, you can chime in on this too because you you're covering an athlete in your play by play gig who could have potentially been someone that benefited from this. Craig, are you familiar with the uh, bill that was going through the uh, Texas House that uh, re- was referred to as the Quinn Ewers bill? Ah, uh, yes. Okay, so this bill would have pr- allowed students participating, and you can get this at Horns twenty four seven. We got the full rundown of it. Um, when we'll get into all the minutia, but it would have allowed students participating in university interscholastic league activities to earn, quote, compensation for the use of the student's name, image, and likeness as long as they are 18 mm-hmm. and meet UIL academic eligibility requirements. Well, that bill died in the House Education Committee. Uh, the last day for bills to get out of committee and to be considered by the full Texas House was Monday. The bill never made it out of committee after facing stiff opposition from uh, Texas high school coaches and athletic directors who believed the bill's passage would create mass chaos at the high school level. Craig, I'm not asking you to reveal any deep, dark secrets, but everybody listening to the show knows that you have a pretty close relationship with the UIL and the Texas High mm-hmm. School Coaches Association. Did you get any feedback one way or the other or hear anything through the grapevine one way or the other on where high school coaches stood on this deal? Uh, or athletic directors or the UIL or anybody? Only only that. I know the Coaches Association, there have been a lot of people in that spent time down at the Capitol and there was a lot of lobbying going on. Okay. I don't – it can – you know, a guy like – let's say Travis Sakura, right? Do you know Travis Sakura's age off the top of your head? I'm guessing he's probably 17, 18 years okay. old, senior if, in high school. But if he was 18, the buzz that gets generated when he takes the mound for Round Rock, he I'm not saying he's going to make seven figures, but let's say it's at least a couple hundred dollars. 
mean, he could he could have a nice season per outing, taking advantage of some NIL mm-hmm. money. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have a problem with it. I I don't I don't think this would have been as big of a deal as maybe some people were making it out to be. Because let's say if you're a football student athlete, right? Let's say your 18th birthday is in November, right? The season's halfway over at that point. So realistically, what are you going to be able to do to capitalize off your name, image, and likeness? And especially if like you're a, a high-caliber prospect that would be able to do that, chances are you're enrolling early at wherever you're going to go to anyway, which means, okay, I'm already a couple of months away from really being able to cash in, so what, is it, what does it matter right now? I think the bigger deal would have been doing it when an athlete's 17 or 16. And, and I say that because I do wonder, you know, given like the situation Texas got into with Ron Holland, uh, with where he's at, I, I wonder if that's a way to, in the future, keep Texas kids from going to some of these basketball factories, from going to a Montverde Academy, from going to a La La Mer or an IMG mm-hmm. or wherever, they can stay home if they can get something for themselves and their family while they're able to take advantage of their marketability that they can do that. That's possible. I, I could see that. I, I think I think you just need to, yes, I, I understand the, the level of chaos it could cause, but look a little bit deeper. I think this could maybe help more than it hurts. Yeah. be interesting to see where the direction that it goes. Uh, okay, uh, tomorrow... We'll talk some high school playoff baseball. Just let everybody know of the softball, high school uh, playoff softball. Hey, Cam, Round Rock still going both in baseball and go. softball. Uh, Dragons against East Central, and uh, they will play, I think it's a one-gamer, isn't it, against East Central from uh, San Antonio in Marion Thursday afternoon at 5 o'clock. Um, I'm to make sure of that, but I'm only showing that as as a uh, as a one gamer. Let's see. Yep, it's a one gamer. Uh, that'll be Thursday at five. Bowie will play New Braunfels in the third round. That's in six a and five a. You got Georgetown against College Station, Liberty Hill against New Braunfels Canyon, uh, Pflugerville against either Brenham or Montgomery Lake Creek, Burnett and Salado uh, are are going to play. And uh, I think they're going to play at Georgetown Gateway. Uh, no, it says TBA on that. Uh, I'm looking at Gateway College Prep playing Robinson. Lexington against Grandview and Milano against Latexo. So also Granger and Bremont. So there it is. There's your uh, softball third round playoff update. And there's your Flex 30 update for today. We'll uh, get in, back in the high school baseball playoff scene tomorrow. Right now it's time for our second hour notebook. Jeff Howe's Longhorn Notebook. So I want you uh, want to direct everybody to, to a Horns 24-7. A lot of the stuff that on the football front that we're not going to cover today is on there, uh, including Steve Sarkeesian, how he's changing how Texas players on offense are being viewed by the NFL. And I'll actually dig more into that tomorrow uh, in the notebook. But uh, a lot of recruiting tidbits, re-ranking the top 10 transfer classes from the 2022 cycle. Yes, Texas did get a lot. They had some misses, but more hits than misses in that class. Uh, Way too early top 25 in college basketball, spring takeaways from Texas and uh, other schools across the Big 12, and the uh, the much-talked-about bowl projections, the way-too-early bowl projections from the staff at 24-7 Sports. 
Texas projected right now, Craig, to be in the playoffs. So we'll get into that as we go on this week. And I saw those 24-7 projections. Do you have any thoughts on that one way or the other? I think a lot of it looks spot on in looking at those. Now, if they're projecting Texas in the playoff, then clearly, I guess, and it's your employers, but I'm going to guess that they're projecting Texas to win the Big 12 Yeah, Brad, Brad Crawford offered that, and I, I haven't talked to Brad one-on-one, but I do know that he is very, very high on Texas. Okay. Yeah, uh, for them to be projected to be in the playoff means they're being projected to win the Big 12. I mean, if you're going to project somebody to win the Big 12, then, yeah, picking them to be in the playoff isn't that far off. No, no, I agree yeah. with that. The yeah. issue is do, you, you know, does, do those who do those sorts of things for a living, do they feel that Texas is going to win the Big 12? And clearly that group does. I, uh, I heard from a, uh, a source at another Big 12 program Okay, that tied to another Big 12 program that that staff watched the Texas spring game, and after about five minutes, one of the coaches said, uh, well, I can tell you who's winning the league this year, mm. and apparently there were no disagreements. Wow. Okay. <laughs> okay. There's some there's some things that are curious. Um, then there's some things that are just... Well, did, did you have some other... No, no, no. Okay. Football, I'm done. We'll get okay. into, we'll get into fo- okay. more football tomorrow because we don't um, have time today. I, I would okay. want to get into some basketball, but if you've got something, Craig, go ahead. Oh, well, this is a football-related thing, but it has nothing to do with the Longhorns. It was the Iowa State gambling investigation thing. And, and Yeah, and dude, I said it when the Alabama news happened. Mm-hmm. Was that last week, Cam? We talked about yeah. that one of those days Craig was out. The, the more you legalize it, normalize it, the more this is going to happen. So at some point, the NCAA is going to have to do something to say this is this this is allowed, this is not. Instead of you know just throw whether it's daily fan. I don't know what the guys were accused of specifically done, but I mean daily fantasy daily fantasies gambling. Yeah, um, I mean there's all kinds of forms of gambling. But it's funny, it, you can do daily fantasy in this state, but you can't do right the regular online. Gambling, you know, you can't do the regular gambling, sports wagering. It's gonna have to be something that I don't know if there's like a czar of the sports books or whatever. Yeah, but whoever that is, those people are in the NCAA. You're gonna have to come together and, and figure something out. I had somebody tell me that they do daily fantasy in this state, and they have a sports wagering thing app on their phone, but they can't use it in this state because of the algorithm that's mm-hmm. in there and they know where it's coming from yeah. off of that. And that's, I guess, where I was going with that. But Iowa State released that statement yesterday announcing the university has notified the NCAA of gambling allegations against 15 student-athletes. The uh, statement noted allegations come from sports of football, wrestling, and track and field. And they allegedly violated NCA rules by participating in online betting. Um, well, see, that's what I want to know. What 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 does the NCAA consider online betting? Yeah, uh, you know? yeah. Uh, and then the deal with uh, Brad Bohan and the Alabama baseball coach, and that that was breaking on Thursday when I was traveling up to Kansas because David Pierce got on the plane and was over there and was chatting with. Keep more me, and he goes. Can you believe that? That's crazy. You know, when you hear all this stuff about what was going on there, about the placing of "quote unquote" suspicious wagers uh, on LSU to beat mm. the Crimson yeah. Tide. Um, so, by the way, did you know that those bets were uh, were fulfilled on uh, 
was it Pete Rose Way in Cincinnati? How about that at the sports book at Great American Ballpark? Which is wild to me that like you can't bet outside of the, the ballpark, but you go into the ballpark and mm-hmm. just bet to your little heart's content. <laughs> but I'm no, I'm seriously though. Like if if you're the Reds, that's great. That's a great way to get people into the ballpark. Yeah, come bet on some games. Yeah. Don't yeah. pay attention to the fact that we're 15 games under 500. Get yeah. in here and bet and have some cheap beer and maybe go. taking a game while you're here. Uh, I do want to get to some basketball stuff, though, real quick. So we talked last week about Kendall Weaver and Zarek and Yemma committing to Texas. Longhorn's starting to get this roster filled out. I think the next big day for the staff, and it's kind of why I think it's why you haven't seen a ton of movement from Texas in the portal. Right now we've seen some names pop up. Uh, you know, DJ Rodman from Washington State is a name that's popped up. Uh, Jalen Sellers from Ball State's a name that is out there that Texas is looking at. But I keep in mind Thursday, Thursday the basketball transfer portal closes at the close of business. So you're going to see some guys that are in that NBA draft pool. They may not pull out of the draft yet, but they may decide if I want to go back to college, I don't want to go back to where I was previously. So there's going to be another, and I've talked about this, but I just want to reinforce it now. There's going to be another wave of portal guys, and I've got every reason to believe the Texas staff is going to see what names come up in that next wave because there's still spots they've got to fill. Like you, and you, you know, this isn't really necessarily inside information. You just look at the roster. You know, with Ron Holland not being a part of the mix, you need a swing man, you need a three man. Uh, you'd like to get maybe another guard, whether some, maybe somebody with length. You'd probably like to get somebody that, if you can get somebody that's got some length and can shoot the ball, great. You'd like to get that. Maybe somebody else in the front court, whatever. But you still got a few pieces out there uh, that you can add. So keep an eye on Thursday at the close of business, whatever names go into the portal. Texas might get on some of those guys. All right. We'll keep an eye on that. And we'll be back to wrap up today's edition of Light the Tower here on the Horn. Well, we're done for the day. Thanks to all of you. And I do mean all of you, all of you listening, those of you texting. There were a couple of people texting, by the way, hey, stop serving up the Kool-Aid every year. Y'all, the media, y'all, the media give the fans false hope, especially how. Uh, can't wait till Warren's finished season eight and three. First of all, they play 12 games, not 11. And you'll be saying, wait till next year. If you, sure, can't win if the you Big went 12, back and found year. comments I've made in previous years, you would retract that statement rather <laughs> quick. But and um, RIP to Joe Cap. Vikings quarterback, late 60s. Tough, tough dude. The head coach at Cal when they beat Stanford in the Stanford band game, the game in 1982 as well. We're glad to be back. Glad to have you with us, and we'll look forward to visiting with you tomorrow. Stay tuned. Chad Zay up next. For our man behind the glass, our producer, Cameron Parker, and for my co-host, Jeff Howe, I'm Craig Wade. Thanks for joining us. We'll visit with you tomorrow on Light the Tower.